Hello, and welcome back to the Criminal Masterminds of America. Today, me and my co-host, Juan Hernandez, are going to dive into the devious mind of Al Capone and how he was caught and how the trial went. Al Capone was born on January 17, 1899, but it wasn't until the time period of 1925 to 1931 when he truly dominated the organized crime of Chicago. For many years, it seemed impossible to stop him. Al Capone basically was known as the principal of the crimes he committed since he was the head leader and controlled almost everyone he needed to. He had around 50% of the police force on his payroll. Before we get into the logistics of how he was able to do all this and how he escaped all the investigations on him and got away with the crimes he committed, and so he was inevitably got caught, we have to go back to the 1900s. Everyone in America was involved in the consumption of alcohol. This resulted in many people being extremely drunk and under the influence. This also resulted in many fights and frequent occurrences of crime. Many Americans felt threatened and were scared to go out of their houses. So in the year 1920, the United States Congress took the initiative to put a prohibition on alcohol, known as the National Prohibition. The 18th Amendment was passed to place this prohibition on alcohol and deem the manufacture, transportation, and sale of alcohol illegal. Um, basically selling and exporting contraband around the nation. Al Capone decided to benefit off of this and illegally manufactured, transported, and sold alcohol everywhere. The FBI wanted to bust Al Capone for everything illegal he has done, but they could not find any dirt on him. Even though people suspected he illegally distributed alcohol and was behind the Valentine's Day Massacre, nothing was found. Instead, the FBI decided to catch him lacking on the tax evasion side of the law. The FBI gathered an arrest warrant and set out to catch Al Capone. In the end, evil always loses, and Al Capone was arrested for counts of tax evasion. It was later found out that he was fined $50,000 and was held liable for $215,000 plus interest due on his back taxes. That total worth is $4,369,794.08, which is a lot. Al Capone finally went to court for his alleged crimes on October 5, 1931. He was going to face off in front of the federal grand jury. Alright, to continue on the subject of Al Capone, I would like to start off by saying that he truly was a criminal mastermind of the early industrial era in the Americas. This man not only stole millions, now known as billions of dollars, but was able to continue committing crimes on the federal level without getting stopped for most of his life. One of his most notable killings slash federal crimes was the St. Valentine's Day Massacre in 1929, of which we spoke of before, in which seven of his rival's henchmen were lined up by four fake policemen, which were gang members from Capone's gang, and killed. This was one of the first actions of major gang violence, and it created bad blood between the two gangs. Around the time of early 1931, Capone was arrested for tax evasion, which wasn't even one-eighth of what his other crimes represented, and what was later released in 1837, later dying in 1847, Capone was a man with reasons according to himself, reasons that did not make much sense, but explained as to why he did what he did. Although the reasons he gave, the, gave did not seem good, they seemed justifiable for him. He commented during multiple interviews that he was not a criminal, but a businessman, showing that he did not think criminally of what he was doing. He also stated that he thought that the killings, other, the killings were in defense, or just killing for a reason, was justifiable and a necessary evil. 
In order to run his quote-unquote business, Al Capone, although viewed as crazy, can also be seen as an interesting figure. That makes you wonder if what he was saying was truly right. This is most likely why he was able to persuade so many people to his liking and continue to commit crimes without repercussion. Not to talk about how he went to jail and his case. Al Capone was arrested for tax evasion, as I stated before, and only tried for tax evasion. During the court proceeding, he continued to fight it and did not want to accept his sentence, knowing that if he was arrested for tax evasion, they would start to suspect him of other crimes as well. The voir dire process was violated and the judge switched the jury because it was believed that Al Capone bribed the original jury. The final decision was ruled in favor of the prosecution, meaning that the U.S. won and he would have to face capital punishment. He was sentenced to 11 years in prison, but was released only six and a half years later since the sentence given to Capone was the longest one recorded for just tax evasion. Throughout the case, many prosecutors tried to bring up other offenses that he had committed, such as gambling, but none of them ever went through, making it just a tax evasion case, allowing him to run scot-free into jail for only around seven years, which means that they suspended the rest of his sentence. Al Capone always seemed like a normal man, but his state of mind was never really investigated until later, and revealed that he was in a very unstable state. Over time, many realized that Al Capone had many accomplices in his actions, and he also attempted many other crimes, not as himself, but as an organization and business, according to himself. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.